We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, November the 11th, 2019. On today's show, I try to make sense of South Carolina's 20-15 to 15 loss to the Appalachian State Mountaineers over the weekend. Also talk some Gamecocks hoops as South Carolina locks down a big 66-32 to 32 win over Wyoming. News and notes to get to your listener questions and voicemails. And it's all brought to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, Ag South Farm Credit, most lenders don't understand land financing. However, with Ag South Farm Credit, they actually specialize in land financing and have been doing so for over 100 years. They also make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. There's a ton of great benefits of going with Ag South Farm Credit. They've got long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%, competitive rates, and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. So they're a cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 per year. They're literally putting money back in your pocket. Guys, I know we're probably getting to that point in life. I know I am. We're going to start looking into getting a home, getting a mortgage, getting some land, whether it be hunting land, timber land, whatever, small acreage, large acreage, whatever it is. Ag South Farm Credit is the way to go. I actually had someone ask me the other day, does Ag South Farm Credit finance lot loans? So, just so you guys know, as long as it's not within the city limits, they can finance lot loans. A lot of people come to Ag South Farm Credit when they found the perfect lot, but they aren't maybe they aren't ready to build their dream home just yet. Lake lots, for example, are really popular among their demographic. And yes, they can do construction loans when you're ready. So Ag South Farm Credit's got you covered there. For more answers on lot loans, call 844-AG-SOUTH and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Or visit Ag South fc.com slash TSUS, and that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash TSUS. Ag South is an equal housing lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, that's agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show. All right, let's get into it. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Obviously, I have a lot to talk about. Got a packed show. Going to get right into it with some housekeeping items first. Um, before we do everything again, appreciate you guys leaving all the reviews you've done. Over 200 reviews now on iTunes. If you could do me a favor, click the pause button right now. Whatever you're listening to this on, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can go leave a review if you haven't done so, please do. That helps boost up the podcast and just helps us, really makes us look good. So if you don't mind... Leave a five-star review. Leave your feedback. Leave your thoughts. Great way for you guys to express your voice as well. But really do appreciate everyone that's left those reviews and uh, keep leaving the reviews, obviously. If you're not, click the subscribe button. Pretty simple. I don't know why I have to say it, but I know there's a lot of people actually listen to this show that are not subscribed. If you hit the subscribe button, you're going to get those notifications, those alerts every time a new podcast drops. So again, click the subscribe button and go leave a five-star review. Uh, Also, one thing, which I'll probably make note of this on social media today, but today is actually the one-year anniversary, if you will, of the Spurs Up show being a legitimate business. So on this date, 
a year ago, I got the LLC. So this is kind of like the official birthday of the Spurs Up show, the Spurs Up show turning one today. So kind of exciting stuff, kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool landmark, if you will, kind of a cool thing. Just want to let you guys know, but happy birthday to me, I guess. One year, one year anniversary of the Spurs Up show. Um, obviously, you guys, you know why you're here. We're going to all try to make sense of what happened on Saturday night. Before we do that, though, on a positive note, guys, support for the Spurs Up show comes from my friends over at Manscaped, and you guys hear me talk about them all the time. They're number one in men's blow-the-belt grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family, Jules. Guys, it's 2019. It's about to be 2020. Stop using crappy products whenever you're doing your manscaping. Manscaping has redesigned the electric trimmer. They've completely changed the game for us dudes. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Guys, like I said, it's changed the game. It's become a part of my daily routine. The trimmer is – it's beyond words, beyond comprehension how awesome it is because I know we're all so used to, you know, you're doing your manscaping, you nick yourself, you cut yourself, you're bleeding out, it hurts – it's not a very pleasant experience. Now with Manscaped, it is. The lawnmower 2.0, I swear by that thing. It's like you're using it. You think it's going to cut you, and it's just smooth. I don't know how they did it or what they've done, but they completely, like I said, redesigned the electric trimmer. Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past, and guys, you need to step up your manscaping levels because if you're using the same trimmer on your face as you do your nuts, that's disgusting. Do not do that, guys. Like I said, we're about to go into 2020. Nobody appreciates you doing that. Uh, Manscaped's also got the Crop Preserver, an anti-chaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body as well? They've also got the Crop Wash, uh, which is amazing. It's phenomenal. Smells amazing as well. You're going to be smelling good. You're going to be looking good. You're going to be feeling good. Everything's going to be good. Go over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code GAMECOX. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, the stuff's already inexpensive. Now I'm giving you 20% off free shipping. Holidays are right around the corner. Whether you want to get this for a friend, ladies, if you're listening, you want to get this for your husband, whatever it is, uh, your boyfriend, whatever. Or guys, if you're listening to this, get it for yourself. Splurge on yourself. It's going to up your game. It's going to make you feel good. You're going to smell good. You're going to look good. Your girl's going to be happy. If you're trying to get a girlfriend, maybe for the holidays, she's going to be happy. And you're just going to feel better. So again, that's manscaped.com. Use the promo code GAMECOCKS. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you later. All right, let's talk about it. You guys are tuned in to hear it. Let's talk about it. South Carolina Falls, Dap State, 20 to 15. And this program is staring down the barrel of a four and eight overall season in year four of Will Muschamp. Do I even have to say it at this point? I mean, I blew a gasket after UNC. And I expressed how I felt, you know, there was some support, there was some negativity, whatever it may be, people that didn't agree with me, which is fine. My mindset on Will Muschamp and what needs to happen for this program has not changed since the UNC game. And I wish I could say I was surprised about what happened Saturday night. I really do. You know, I, obviously, I picked South Carolina to win the football game. I thought South Carolina would win the football game. It's kind of hilarious. The reason I thought South Carolina would win is the reason they lost. Dominated in the trenches. Dominated on the line of scrimmage. But honestly, it is very hard for me, and I know a lot of you other South Carolina fans out there listening, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around exactly what happened on Saturday night. You're a program. You are in year four of the Will Muschamp era, year four, and you lose to a Sunbelt team on your home field on senior night. I mean, I'm, I'm nearly speechless, really. I don't know if I have nothing to say or if I have a ton to say. I'm kind of caught in the middle there. Obviously, it's fire Muschamp. Obviously, it's fire Will Muschamp. It, it has been since UNC for me. When you just see a guy, you see a team, and you say, that guy ain't the guy. I talked to you guys before. You know, I, I obviously, I support this team. I support Will Muschamp. I support this program. I just want to win, as we all do. And I talked about, you know, I, whatever. I just simply don't think Will Muschamp's the guy to get us back to Atlanta. At this point, is Will Muschamp even the get, guy to get us back to bowl eligibility? You know, 
just beyond words, just speechless. I mean, damn near speechless. Of course it's fire, Muschamp. You take a look at this team, and listen, I understand. Everyone wants Brian McClendon gone, and he probably will get the axe. He probably will, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He probably will. I mean, just looking at some numbers, Ryan Holinsky, 32 of 57, 325, a touchdown to pick. 27 carries for 21 yards. For the love of God. Obviously, Brian Edwards, congratulations to Brian Edwards. Another fantastic night, nine catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. He also sets the South Carolina receiving record as far as yardage is concerned. So, congratulations to Brian Edwards. But here's my thing, and I always come back to this. You guys can agree, you can disagree, whatever. Getting rid of Brian McClendon is not solving the problem. It's not. The problem lies in Will Muschamp. Does this not feel eerily similar to what happened at Florida? Like the same exact thing. We're going down the same path of what happened at Florida. At some point, this is who this guy is. This is what his teams do. This is what his teams do. They're often injured, which I want to talk about the Mason Zandy comments as well because I think very, very interesting to hear what Mason Zandy said, his his perspective, him being a former player, obviously. But this is who this guy is. This is who his teams are. Even the biggest Will Muschamp stan, I, I don't know how you can back him at this point if you are backing him, which I don't think there are many left. Um, it's embarrassing, you know, to lose to Appalachia. You know, give, give, give credit to App State now. They've got a great program. Um, we knew it would be a tough game. You know, really good football team. But losing to a Sunbelt team on your home field on senior night, that is embarrassing. That's flat-out embarrassing. You know what's crazy? Will Muschamp has lost to a Sunbelt team before. Florida lost to Georgia Southern in 2013. Like, this is the same exact thing we're going through. We're going through the same thing. How do you come out on – and listen, I understand there are injuries. And I, I really was ticked off to watch Will Muschamp's postgame presser, and I felt like he used that as a crutch. Listen, I understand there are injuries, and, dude, shouldn't lose to App State at home. Stop trying to use that as an excuse. And, you know, I thought it was silly a year ago to blame Will Muschamp or blame Jeff Dillman or who, like, for injuries because injuries feel like more of a freak. But these comments from Mason Zanny, Mason Zanny tweeted, I feel for these boys, they're playing as hard as they can. It's just not enough, and that's a tough pill to swallow. Injuries have been the Achilles heel of this team, and looking back, it's been the same for a lot of champs' teams. So, obviously, a lot of people thought that comment was very interesting. People replied. Love you, Mason, but how is this injuries? How are the backups on an SEC team not better than the players on a team that hasn't a top 100 recruiting class in four years, blah, blah, blah. He replied, well, unfortunately, injuries does make a difference, but I agree we should have played better. He also says, um, so in your opinion, is that because of conditioning? Someone asked him this. Since you played for us, please help fans understand what we're missing as a team. I don't think it's conditioning. I think it's from overworking the athletes is what Mason Zandy says. Very, very interesting. Someone else, apparently something ain't right in the offseason program, if that's the case. He said, I would agree. Play a game till 11 p.m. Saturday. Pads on the next morning by 10 a.m. Also very, very interesting. I knew the guys practiced on Sunday. Um, you know, I have a good buddy, Yurk Jones, you probably guys have seen. He's told me that they practice on Sundays. Full pads, which is blows my mind. Blows my mind. But – Back to the on the field. I mean, it, it's just unacceptable. I mean, I, I'm having trouble finding the words, you know, because it's embarrassing. It really is. It's bad football. Really, really, really bad football. I told you guys before, one of the things that scared me the most was I was, I'm, I'm, and I'm still scared of this. 
I'm scared that Will Muschamp's going to ruin Ryan Holinsky. Ryan Holinsky's a guy who's got talent. Guy can play on Sundays, can have a good long career. And Will Muschamp is a destroyer of quarterbacks. A destroyer of quarterbacks. Really just a destroyer of offenses, but a destroyer of quarterbacks. And it's funny, a lot of people, people want to ask me or a lot of you guys want to say, well, who are you going to get in here? I mean, if you fire Muschamp, you're starting the rebuilding process all over. What exactly were, are we re, what are, what are we rebuilding from? Like, we've hit rock bottom. We have. We've hit it. We've pretty much hit it. And I know what some of you are going to say. Oh, this isn't 1998. It's, you know, you, didn't, you must have not lived through 99. Dude, it's not 1999 anymore. We're not an 0-11 program. This is bottom. This, this feels as much bottom as any. I mean, barring a crazy, the only thing you have to hang the hat on this season is that win at Georgia. And I am still week after week questioning to myself how on God's green earth that this team beat the Georgia Bulldogs. And I'm sure Georgia feels the same damn way. I mean, I, I, they've got to be sick watching us play. They've got to be sick watching us. But the offense is bad. Um, I thought the Gamecocks' defense played fairly well. I mean, they played good enough to win. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say they played great or anything, but played good enough to win. Um, but, I mean, this, this, we're talking about a game that it, it's never even close, really. I mean, it never felt close. The score was 20-9 to nine with less than four minutes left to go in the game. I mean, App State dominated South Carolina on the line of scrimmage, which is insane. You're talking about you're playing a team that its athletes on the line of scrimmage are half the size of you. Like, South Carolina should be able to shove a team like that around. It, it's got to fall back on coaching. It, it just – it has to. This is Will Muschamp in a nutshell. And, again, Brian McClendon will get the ax. More, more – more likely than not, because someone's going to have to get an axe. Like, somebody will. And I, I don't think – I know for a fact Ray Tanner ain't got the stones to, to fire Will Muschamp. He ain't going to do that. So, you're going to get your wish. Brian McClendon will get the axe, but you're not solving the problem when you do that. You're not solving the problem. You are not solving the problem. Will Muschamp is the problem. I said a couple weeks ago, it feels like Will Muschamp's fingerprints are all over this offense. And a lot of people, trip, you know, chirp back at me. Why wouldn't you want the head coach making suggestions? And, you know, what? Dude, Will Muschamp has proven who he is. This is year eight for him as a head coach. Do you honestly think that he's all of a sudden, it's just, it's going to click. Boom. He's this offensive genius. I don't care who he's got at quarterback. I don't care who the weapons are. You know, I mean, what's two or three more mediocre seasons going to do for, for anybody's how you feel about this situation? I know a lot of you also – I'm going to get off coaching for just a second. I know a lot of you want to talk about Ryan Helensky, which, you know, I, I mean, I told you, I don't think I'm saying anything brilliant, but you throw the ball 57 times, Ryan Helensky, 32 of 57 you're not going to win. Like, that's not a good recipe for success for South Carolina to have Ryan. And I don't put this on Ryan. Again, I don't think he's getting the best coaching right now from an offensive. The scheme is bad. The philosophy is bad. It's unimaginative. Everything. Everything you guys have said, I completely agree. It's bad. We're just a bad offensive football team. Very bad. I will say we are lacking in bodies on the outside. Outside of Brian Edwards, I mean, it feels like who is going to catch the damn football? I don't know. The only thing I'll say about Ryan Helensky that's kind of confusing to me, we know he can throw it down. I just don't understand why everything is within like within five yards of the line of scrimmage and why Ryan feels the need to throw everything 98 miles an hour. That's my, that's what's, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I understand there were a lot of drops, but. I mean, good Lord, you got Brian Edwards running across the field in a slant. You throw it 100 miles an hour. Like, yeah, he, he's probably more likely to drop it when you throw it that hard. That'd be my only thing I'd say. Again, I, I, I think it's just completely flawed from the top. It's completely flawed from the top. This is a bad football team. This is a bad football team fundamentally. 
bad football team. And it just, again, it all falls back on Will Muschamp. It's all on his shoulders. The guy makes $4.5 million a year. The guy's got a tweet. I've said it since UNC, guys. You, know, you guys know I have. That Will Muschamp's just not the guy. And, you know, again, you're staring on the barrel of a 4-8 and eight season because Gamecocks opened up as a double-digit underdog at Texas A&M. And I don't even want to think of the pain Clemson's going to inflict on us in two in three weeks, two weeks, whatever it is. I mean, I, I just don't – I don't even want to think about it. So, I, you know, will anything happen? No. No. I don't think anything will happen. I don't see Will Muschamp – even if you lose the next two going anywhere. And that's unfortunate because selfishly, to think about that I've got to try to hype up this team with this coach going into next season – and that's a very selfish take again. I feel bad for Gamecock fans. I mean, I really do. I really, really do. Best fans in the country, supportive. God, I mean, you can only ask so much of this fan base, though, man. I, I see some of you on social media. You want to rip the fans. And, you know, there are a lot of App State fans in the crowd last night. No question. They were loud. They were proud, as they should have been. But, God, I, I – <laughs> Our fans have just been through it all, man. Our fans have just been through it. I mean, I hate when people try to demonize the fan base. All the fan base wants is a winner. That's all I want, a winner. A program we can be proud of. That's something Steve Spurrier used to say a lot. I want to give them something they can be proud of. Are you really proud of this, this team or what this program is at this point? You know, I drove by the stadium Sunday afternoon. Just kind of took it all in, kind of just looking around. We've got fantastic fans. We've got a great facility at williams Bryce Stadium. We've got a beautiful ops building, a beautiful indoor practice facility. We have great tailgating. We have, we have everything. We have, like Steve Spurrier used to say, we have everything in place to be a big-time winner, be a big winner. You can recruit in the state of South Carolina. You got surrounding states you can go into. And we're just – we're wasting it on Will Muschamp, and uh, you know it's just it's just unfortunate. I mean, I you know I apologize, guys, if I if I don't really have a ton to say. I, I'm just again I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I, you know, I'm at a loss for words. The fact that we're in year four, losing to a Sun Belt team at home on Senior, I mean that that blows my mind. On Senior night, on Senior night, guys. We look uninspired to play? I mean, how is that possible? Heads should roll for this. I'm going to make a very bold statement right now. And if you hurt your feelings, so be it. If you support Will Muschamp right now, you're a loser. That's pretty much what we're doing. That's what we're saying keeping Will Muschamp as our head coaches, we, we're okay with losing. We're okay with being losers. And I ain't a loser. I'm going to tell you that right now. I ain't a loser. If you support Will Muschamp, if you're still on the Will Muschamp train, you are a loser, period. Point blank, you're a loser. You're okay with losing. You're, you're fine with mediocrity. That's pretty much the point that we've gotten to. That's the point we've gotten to. So, again, I don't know how you pick up the pieces from this. I really don't know how you pick up the pieces from this. Again, this team's a double-digit underdog in College Station. Going to get killed by Clemson. Miss a bowl game. I mean, we all knew coming in this year, and I said it on the show last week, if you can get to a bowl game, go 6-6, six and six, with everything that happened, the tough schedule, Jake Bentley out the entire year, injuries down the stretch, whatever. If you could get to a bowl game, that would be a pretty successful year. Hell, even if you could have finished five and seven, I don't think anybody with the three games you had left would have said, it's like, you just came up short. A lot of, a lot of crap happened this season. You just came up short. True freshman quarterback injuries, blah, 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 whatever. But to lose to App State at home in year four of Will Muschamp is flat-out unacceptable. It's just unacceptable, man. 
it's a bad football team. You know, it's got a bad, it's got a really bad head coach. Listen, I don't doubt, and I know for a fact, Will Muschamp knows the game of football. He's crapped out more football than I, I have knowledge of, period. That's, that's the bottom line from an X's and O's standpoint. But he's a glorified coordinator. That's, that's it. He's a, he's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. How many more years are we going to give it to figure that out? I mean, it, you know, it clicked for me. And I, I, I tell people to kind of, you know, laugh about it, the UNC rant. You know, I didn't go into that game saying, hey, if we lose, I'm going to go on a fire Muschamp tirade. It's just something clicked. Like something clicked watching that game and thinking this, this coach cannot get this, to, this team prepared to play in eight months to get ready for the season opener. Like that is a level of incompetence I did not expect. Truly did not expect. And then you can't get your team focused, ready to play its best football on senior night against a team in App State that, again, give App State all the credit in the world, but you, you should be better than App State. I mean, you, you just should. You know, you, you look at the – again, somebody mentioned, you look at the recruiting numbers. App State doesn't even nearly out-recruit you. I mean, not even – they're not even in the same stratosphere. It's like I said on the show last week. South Carolina and App State, they recruit two type of different athletes, period. There's just – there's no debating that. They do. I mean, you know, and, and credit – again, credit App State and their coaches. You know, they said on the broadcast last night, I went back and rewatched it today, which was just cruel and unusual punishment for myself. But, you know, they said on the broadcast, Eli, you know, Elijah Drinkwitz was motivating his guys by asking, you know, did you get an offer from South Carolina? Did you get an offer from South Carolina? You know, um. Good job. Kudos to them. Smart. Very smart tactic. I, I'm just – I'm beyond words, guys. I, I'm beyond words. I, I'm just – I'm so depressed and upset. And now I'm feeling like I, I, I just want the season to be over. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that. I know that probably sounds awful. I'm ready for the season to be over, though. To hell with it. To hell with it. Hell, recording this show today, honestly, is hard. I don't – I'm not a negative person. I'm a pretty optimistic guy, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm a very positive, optimistic – like, I believe in good, positive energy. So, like, I really don't want to talk about this. I don't – I really don't. <laughs> I really don't want to be positive. We're going to talk about basketball in a second. Thank God. Thank God we got a basketball team looks like they, they, they got a really good squad this year. But something's got to be done, man. So I, I – the, the the real issue, the real problem won't get solved. But you know what I think is, to be completely honest with you guys, the problem won't get solved until it hits USC where it really hurts. And that's that's the pocketbook. When you have fans stop showing up and in two weeks when there's probably more as many Clemson fans in the stadium as Gamecock fans and, you know, you're going to put – you're just going to push people to a level, an uncomfortable level. Some people are going to snap. You've seen it. You've seen it on social media. I'm sure some of you have seen it in your personal life. Fans saying, I'll never go back until Will Muschamp's not the head coach. Not giving another dollar to the Gamecock Club. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's Gamecocks till we die. That's why South Carolina fans are the best fans in the entire country. But something just something's got to change. I mean, it's just bottom line. Something's got to change. This is a new, a, a new level of mediocrity. This is a new level of mediocrity. You know, I, if you'd have told me in year four that Will Muschamp would be four and eight with a loss to App State, I'd be saying there's no way he's a job. There's just no – I mean, there's no way. There's no way. I don't give a damn what the buyout is. I don't give a damn. Bro, y'all make hella money. You have the money. I know it's a big chunk, but y'all have the money. And I'll tell you this. You know who I'd really like to have a word with? Probably take a swing at, actually. Whoever structured that buyout, good God. I mean, 
All Will Muschamp does, though, and all Ray Tanner, it seems like I, I – and that's another thing. I love Ray Tanner for what he's done. The I'm a baseball guy. You guys know that. I'm a baseball guy. I love Tanner. I do. I, he's a legend. But, man, he is not an athletic director. He's not. He's not an AD. You need to be a businessman, a negotiator, a fundraiser. You need to be able to work with the NCAA. You need to be able to hire coaches. What of those has he done? I mean, I don't like putting the verdict out on Mark Kingston yet because it's only year three. I mean, this is this upcoming baseball season is going to be very, very critical because you know South Carolina baseball in the last couple of years has had some rough years. But I don't ever I don't remember the last time they had back to back bad seasons. It was probably the '90s before Ray Tanner, but. You know, what hire has he made? You know, what good decisions has Ray Tanner made? Hell, he can't even he can't even figure out the beer thing. It's just bad. I mean, it's just, just really bad. You know, possible. They do. People need to be held responsible. I don't know that it'll happen. I doubt it will. I doubt it will, honestly. I think I think Will Muschamp will fire Brian McClendon just to appease the little bit of the fan base that still believes in him. But as far as necessary wholesale changes, the changes that need to be made, the really nipping the problem, nah, I don't think that'll happen. So I, I don't know where you go from here. Again, I feel like my, my, my brain is scrambled eggs right now. I feel like my thoughts are kind of all over the place. So I apologize for that, guys. But I, I don't even know what to say. I, I just – I don't even know what to say. I just feel bad for South Carolina fans. This the this fan base deserves a winner. It just does. It does. And if, even if you don't believe, maybe if you don't believe that, I don't know. Whatever, it deserves it deserves a whole hell of a lot better than what it got on Saturday night. This isn't a program you can be proud of right now. It's just not. It's just not not a program. And you know what? A lot of people want to say, "Oh, well, it's just because Clemson's doing this, Georgia's doing this." And I know we beat Georgia, but has nothing to do with that. This program is just falling so short of expectations. It's it's laughable. I, I you know, it's laughable. And it's always it feels like this staff, it's always excuses. Oh, but injuries. Oh, but the schedule's hard. Dude, the schedule's tough for everybody. And guess what? Everybody deals with injuries. But at some point it's like because I'm a big believer. Once you know that the guy's not the guy, you are literally killing time. You're delaying the inevitable when you just keep him around. So, Will Muschamp hit the guy. You know, and he's the one that makes the big bucks. So, I just, you know, 20 to 15 lost to App State. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed about it. So, for sure. So, let, let's talk about something else. On a positive note, um, men's basketball gets a big-time 66-32 to 32 win over Wyoming. Very, very excited for Frank Martin's squad. Um, Gamecocks have an unbelievable defensive game, by the way. 23%, holding Wyoming a 23% shooting on the night. It's a good team. I mean, this is a very, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. Gamecocks, again, dusting Wyoming. But it's a good team. It's a good basketball team. Very fun to watch. Again, like I said before, um, a lot of good guard play. Um, you saw Trey Hannibal bring the house down again. Uh, Jermaine Kuznar with double digits. A.J. Lawson, Alonzo Frank. Um, I do like Frank's game. I think Frank can be a really, really good player. Um but just a really dominating performance. I mean, Frank Martin's got a really, really solid squad. Um, I think fans have every right to be very, very excited about it. Very excited about it. Um, especially with trying to get our attention away from the football field. Oh, I, I, I'm just, I'm flustered, guys. <laughs> I'm flustered. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very flustered. Um, some news and notes to get to. And then we got listener questions and you guys voicemails, which I'm sure you know there are a ton of them. Um, like I mentioned earlier, South Carolina opens as a 10-point underdog at Texas A&M. You know, what can you say? You lose to App State. I mean, you kind of you get what you deserve, right? So, I mean, a 10-point underdog, 
I would expect that probably to go up with App State being fa- – or, excuse me, Texas A&M being favored. But, uh, yeah, Gamecocks open plus 10. Also want to give a quick shout-out to Gamecocks Women's Soccer, SEC Tournament Champions. Good job, ladies. Very good job, indeed. So, all right, let's get into some listener questions and voicemails. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about my friends over at SeatGeek. Guys, if you're trying to get tickets to Gamecocks basketball, football, baseball, whatever it might be, concerts, comedy club events, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, whatever you need tickets to, SeatGeek, is the way to go. Go down the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Like I mentioned, guys, they've got the best selection by far. They're super simple, super easy to use. They've really changed the game in regards to ticket buying. They've got a great ticket rating system, which they rate the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're always going to have that peace of mind. You're never going to have to worry again, hey, am I getting ripped off? Am I overpaying for these? It's going to show you exactly the information you know you need to know. So when you click that buy button, you know that you're making a smart purchase. So again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go down the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP and save $20 off your first purchase. Going to start with the voicemails. Obviously got a ton of them picked out, four or five here, uh, and we're going to dive into these. Hey, Chris. It's uh, John SPURSUP USC. Wow, I got I got no words. Um, we're bad, but our players are not. Um, we got outcoached by a Sun Belt team, Appalachian State, with players and dudes that are half the size of ours. Uh, we ran it up the middle every play, and not a single ounce of blame is on the players there. I'm, I'm not saying it's on Muschamp. But it is not on the players. The only thing that could be on the players is the last play where where uh, Ryan overthrew the guy. So no words. Uh, pissed off. Go back. All right, John. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I feel like you're a lot of people today confused. I, I mean, that's it's been this entire show. I feel kind of bad because I'm like, this is not my greatest show. But I, I'm I'm genuinely flustered. I'm genuinely confused. I genuinely don't know what to say or what to think or how to bounce back from this. So, um, appreciate the call, man. Chris, it's Dale from Edgefield. Um, you know, I've, I've tried – I've thought about what I'm going to call and tell you about, about last night's game ever since the game ended. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to settle down, but I'm still pissed. I'm pissed at the program. I'm pissed at Muschamp. I'm pissed at BMAX. I just uh, – Man, it's year four. We shouldn't lose to App State ever, ever. This shouldn't happen. And um, not just that, but like Tennessee and and those those games. And North Carolina, we should have beat North Carolina. If our program is what we want it to be, we should win those games year in and year out. And honestly, you know, if, if Carolina fans want to realistically take a sit back and look, if it wasn't for an upset win at Georgia, that might be their loss, their worst loss in school history. We we probably gonna win three games this year. And that's just I don't care how much Muschamp buyout is. It's 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 I did the math. It's about two hundred and forty dollars per seat at Williams Price, and I think that if you've got enough fans, they'd be willing to pay. They'd be willing to pay, and that's just fans. I mean, he's lost the fan support. I don't. I don't know about the team. I mean, they seem to play for him. You, you saw it last week. You, you were ridiculed for saying fire Muschamp. I mean, there were players saying like, "This isn't what you want." Like, well, okay, well, we want you to win a damn football game. So something's got to give. And um, <sighs> you know, God forbid, man, Clemson's coming to town, and at the end of November, what are they going to do to us? What's Texas A&M going to do to us? They ain't very good. Hell, you know what's, what's going to stink is we might flip up and win that game. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. Spurs up, Bill Cox. All right, man. Appreciate the voicemails always. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying that. Like, oh, the players love him. The player, you know, they loved him at Florida, too. You know, I, I know you're probably referencing after the, after the Tennessee game when I said fire must champ and 
Javon Kinlaw had some words, which is cool. I, I've talked to Javon before. He's a cool dude. And, I, you know, I'm, I was glad to see he was back in his coach. But players loved him in Florida, too. I mean, that, that don't really mean anything in my eyes. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, just, yeah. No, I agree with everything you said, man. Appreciate the call. Hey, Spurs up show. A flip-flop this year between the Fire Must Champ and giving more time camps. And after this App State game, I'm done. For the first time since Chancellor and Coach, I shut the game off and gave up on our team in the third quarter because you could see the car crash coming. His in-game execution and defensive and offensive play calling tonight were piss poor, and it's fish rots from the head. He has got to own his loss. The effort the team put forth on senior night, and it's his first graduating class, definitely a fireable offense. You could tell we were going to lose the game from the start. Our players were gasping for air. Yet they all had sour demeanors and poor pad level right from the first few series. I think that's on the coaches. How can you not be prepared for a must-win in a game that you you know you should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball? Either we were overconfident, underprepared, outcoached, or he's lost the team, and none of those are acceptable outcomes. I don't want to lose Lloyd or any others from the 2020 class, but even with them, we're not going to be successful anytime, any, anytime soon anyways. We're trending down. Time for some creative destruction. Take the hit now. Fire must champ. Fire Tanner. Go Gamecocks. All right. Hey, appreciate the voicemail. And I honestly don't think I could have said it any better myself. So appreciate, uh, yeah, appreciate the voicemail for sure, man. We'll do a couple more and then we'll get into these listener questions here. Hey, man, just wanted to leave a nice comment after this. Uh, I know you're going to have plenty of them after the lovely game last night. Kind of just wanted to highlight two things, maybe one of them go a different direction. I just feel really bad for the senior class and more. I mean, Brian Edwards, what a gamer, what a baller. Just I'm somebody that just puts the team on their back and almost single-handedly won that game last night. And I just I feel bad that he's had to endure this type of season, and he's going to go down as arguably, and maybe in my opinion, the best receiver in Carolina history. And this is somebody that I'm somebody that you know loves Alshon Jeffrey and Sidney Rice. They were my favorite players, but just I'm, the sad thing is, it's not going to get any better because what you saw on that field last night for maybe, what, a quarter or two quarters with no Brian Edwards on offense, that's what you're going to see next year. <laughs> yeah. And it the drop passes and just no, just looking just totally listless for three quarters, actually more, almost 50 minutes, just looking like, eh, you know, oh, well, something will happen. And, you know, App State didn't even really do anything. They, they sat around and let us self-destruct. They ran a pick in. Their other touchdown was because of the kickoff return. It's not even like App State ran up down the field. That I credit our defense. They they actually played pretty well. But, oh, my God, I, how, how can you say this is going to get better? How can anybody tell me that next year is going to be better? I just – and then to top it off, the final play of the game sums up this entire season. You somehow get your best player wide open, have the entire, like a whole side of the end zone to himself. The accuracy on the pass is off. He has to adjust to it, falls down, can't haul it in, which is his fault, which isn't Edward's fault at all. And then you have a holding call, which would have negated the whole thing anyway. And if anybody remembers, that's how we lost to the Citadel. They hit Pharaoh Cooper on a bomb for a touchdown to take the lead, and it got nullified by a penalty. It's the most South Carolina thing to do. Anyway, I just I had to get all that out. I, I know you're going to have plenty of great calls to listen to on the show, and I'll listen to your show tomorrow, man. All right, appreciate the voicemail, man. Yeah, good stuff. Um, you know, the Brian Edwards thing, you know, it's funny. I saw somebody on social media compare Brian Edwards to Pharaoh Cooper, and I'm like, God, it is a scary, accurate prediction as far as, like, Brian Edwards' role in this team feels very eerily similar to Farrah Cooper's role in 2015. Just a really good player on a very bad football team. Um, you know, Brian, for sure, I mean, you can argue he's the best, one of the best, without a doubt, going to hold every single record. 
Um, it's been very fun to watch him in Garnet and Black, man. Like you said, he, he's a baller. He's a gamer, no question. Yeah, the I, and I didn't really even touch on the last play, obviously, you know, just, just because, like what you said, even if we catch it, it doesn't count. But, uh, no, that, that, that sums up the season. <laughs> I mean, that sums up the season. I think you have a very interesting take, and I think you're pretty accurate as far as, uh, you know, we just self – we self-destructed. I mean, that's App State didn't do anything very special. They didn't do anything out of the ordinary. They just sort of let us sit around and screw it up. And that's not taking anything away from App State at all. That's just that's kind of what happened. They, they just kind of let us let us implode. So no, I agree. Uh, you, you make a lot of good points, and uh, you know, really appreciate the call. Hello, my name is John Smith. And I'm calling about the game on last night. I mean, that was embarrassing. That was absolutely embarrassing. And I can't tell you how much I am hurt. I really feel like, you know, Champ, you know, his days are getting numbered. And I feel like either he need to make some changes or he need to go. Again, like I said, it was embarrassing on last night. The offense looked horrible. And I am just a hurt Gamecock fan right now. Just want us to win. Thank you. Bye-bye. John, appreciate the voicemail. We are all you today. <laughs> we, we all feel that same pain you feel, my friend. Appreciate it, John. This is Jeremy from Lancaster. Uh, it just seems like uh, the last three or four years we've been injury plagued. Every time we turn around, we lose tough ball games. Well, they're, you know, decimated Gamecock team plagued by injuries. Well, if we ain't going to get rid of Muschamp, Muschamp needs to get rid of strength and conditioning, Coach, because that is his job to make sure the players are, are healthy and uh, they're building up muscles to make sure they don't get hurt. Second of all, we need to fire a whole lot of them people down there. Muschamp has got to go bring in Mike Norvell or somebody who can turn this program around and build a culture that's not based on, well, we can recruit players and, and not be able to develop. That's where I would start. That's my comment. Go Gamecocks. Jeremy, appreciate the voicemail, man. No, you, you make a lot of good points, and it, it really is maddening as far as the, uh, you know, the injuries. I mean, it just is. And, I mean, it's, like I said, I thought last year it was kind of crazy, you know, to say that, oh, you know, it's Muschamp or it's the, the strength and conditioning coach. But, I mean, at some point, dude, Will Muschamp is best known for – his teams are best known for bad offenses and injuries. I mean, that, that's what he's known for at this point which is not a good thing. It's not a positive. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, something needs to be reevaluated. That's something Mason Zandy was talking about. You know, up at Tennessee, they've got Coach Fitz, who we used to have, and then you got three or two or three former Carolina players on their strength and conditioning staff. I mean, how does that happen, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's something's got to be looked at. I mean, I think it all comes back to Muschamp. So, we'll, uh, we'll do two more voicemails and then get into listener questions, and we'll wrap this puppy up. Hey, Chris, this is Michael from Aiken. I was at the game, great seats by Carol Lynch, and um, it was obvious to everyone around me in the stands. Um, you know, we've come to the play calling all year, but I've never seen it this bad where we knew every play was going to be a run up the middle or a backwards pass outside, and that's it, down by – 11 points or eight minutes left. We're still running the ball right up the middle. And I started booing. And some of the people around me didn't like that. But I wasn't the only one. And it became just ridiculous. I've just i never seen play calling. This is probably the worst called game I've seen in three-plus decades of watching football. And if we don't get rid of B-Mac, I just don't think. We're serious about winning games. It's got to start there, I think. If if, if they keep most champ, then you, at least you got to get rid of BMAC. And it, it needs to happen this week, you know, right now. 
anyhow, it's it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. Michael, appreciate the voicemail, man. Um, so I would just tell you that if you don't get rid of Muschamp, I don't think you're serious about winning. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, I, I, again, I, I understand where the where the angst comes for Brian McClendon, and it's well-deserved. Again, he's the offensive coordinator, period. It, it falls on him. But what – I would ask you this, and I would ask the people that still back Muschamp this, what about Will Muschamp makes you feel confident that the next OC is going to have any more success than any of the other ones? I mean, no OC has lasted, I think, longer than three years under Will Muschamp. I mean, he – why would a competent OC want to work for him? He has a track record of offensive coordinators failing. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure Brian McClendon has got connections and he will probably go coach somewhere else, but there aren't people exactly going to be people lining up at his door to make him a head coach or even an offensive coordinator. So, you know, most guys go from a coordinator position or they, they want to be in a coordinator position. They, they could be like a stepping stone for them to be a head coach. A lot of them do. Why would you want to come work for Will Muschamp? So, all right. Appreciate the voicemails, guys. That's going to do it for all the uh, the voicemails. We'll get into listener questions here really quickly. Um, again, really do appreciate you guys calling. And this is this is this is like therapy for me. So I'm sure you guys already knew that, but this is kind of like therapy for me. So I appreciate you guys sharing in that <laughs> sharing with that with me. Um, all right, let's get in these listener questions here. Cut of Gentleman says, do we need personnel changes or an overhaul? I think an overhaul, it starts at the top of Will Muschamp. Um, let's see. Wilkie.Simon, chances of firing Muschamp. I would say, you know, assuming you're, you're going to lose the next two, I, I would say it's 25%, maybe. I, I just I, – I'm not confident they're going to do anything. I'm not, I'm not confident they're going to pull the trigger. Uh, let's see. Andrew underscore the underscore textbook. I think the entire coaching staff needs to be dismissed after the Clemson game. I'm not opposed. Um, Lil underscore Sutter. Any chance of Minnesota's coach coming to South Carolina, which is PJ Fleck? He just got a six-year extension, so I highly doubt he's leaving that. Um, William Bradley Zero. I'm done with watching football, Chris. These losses really put me down mentally. I hear you, bro. <laughs> I mean, I always joke with my buddies that, you know, when South kind of loses a football game, it's like, you know, you guys are you guys are kind of lucky because you can, you know, shut your phone off or, you know, just kind of get away from football or whatever. I mean, I, I literally have to talk about it. So, we, like I said, this is like therapy for me. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I hear you, man. I, I feel you. I feel you. Hunter underscore X12. When is Muschamp going to realize how running it straight up the gut is not going to work? Great question. I think we actually just – hold on one second. I think we actually just ran it up the middle again. Um, um, George.Bagwell1. Mike Houston should be our next head coach. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Capped underscore way. If we win another game, I'll be shocked. Hashtag isn't next season yet. Real Mike Austin, there, there needs to be accountability as it relates to the football team's unacceptable performance. I agree 100%. Uh, he also says there also needs to be accountability from the perspective of the AD when all the facts are presented. Uh, Patrell32, ridiculous how much we regressed offensively. Love BMAC as a recruiter, but dot, dot, dot. No, I agree with you. I mean, at some point, you can't just keep coaches because you're scared to lose some recruits. I, I mean, at, at some point, you just got to pull the trigger, bro. So, uh, let's see. Rom BDE, I think we need to move Coach Brown to the box as co-OC to help out McClendon with the play calling. Maybe it could work. Uh, Will Muschamp said in his Sunday, Sunday teleconference that Brian McClendon will continue to call plays, so I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, uh, Chris with a K45, hire Chad Morris as offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't hate the move, but, again, I say what – competent OC is going to want to come here and work for Will Muschamp. G. D. G. DeGorder, um, I don't care if it costs $22 million to fire Muschamp. It's worth it. Agree 100%. I, I, I think a lot of fans would be willing to pitch in to help pay it, too. Uh, let's see. J. Dalton, 14. Who would we replace with OC or Muschamp with if fired? 
Again, I think Chad Morris is a good option as far as the uh, the OC position is concerned. And, you know, as far as head coach, I mean, there are options. Mike Norvell, again, if you could get P.J. Fleck, um, Mike Leach even. I know that's kind of a joke, but there are options and there are young guys out there. I don't have the whole list of names in front of me, but there, there are options. Go get a young, fiery, offensive-minded coach who can recruit. That's all you really need, in my opinion. This whole defensive mindset, wanting to win games 20 to 17, 23 to 20, it is just it just it just doesn't it doesn't work in today's college football. It just does not work. Go get a guy that understands that. A um, couple more questions here. I know everyone's talking about fire Muschamp again, and it got me thinking. With Muschamp's buyout dropping to eighteen point six million after December first, what are the odds we could see him let go for next season? And who would you like to see take over if you could choose a new head coach? Again, I just said. You know, I just said, get a young, fiery offensive guy. Like, I don't – you know, I, I like I like Mike Norvell. I think he's a good option. I wish you could get P.J. Fleck. Matt Campbell at Iowa State would be a great one as well. But, uh, you know, that's just a short list. You know, I, I, I'm just still not even going to get my hopes up that they're going to pull the trigger. I really don't think they are. But, uh, you know, the buyout decreasing would obviously help that cause. Uh, let's see. Uh, Micah sent over a message. Chris, hey, man, love your podcast. Don't always agree with your opinions, but I think you're doing a great job. So my question is about Muschamp. I've been to six games this year. UNC, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, Vandy, and App. Out of those games, in my opinion, our defenses look good except for our secondary against Tennessee. So do you suppose that Muschamp is doing his quote-unquote job with his side of the ball and a change of OC could be a real game changer? I hate losing more than anything. There is no question about that. With a healthy offense and good play calling, this season could have been different. If you read this, I appreciate your time. And, Mike, I appreciate you sending over the message and appreciate the kind words as well. Um, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, that you feel like everybody – again, every, there's going to be a change at OC. There is. It's inevitable. Something's got to happen. It will happen. But – I mean, this is every must-champ team that he's ever had is known for bad offense and injuries. That's it. Bad offense. Any, I mean, at some point, is it the coordinator or is it on the head coach? And to me, it's on the head coach. His fingerprints are all over the offensive game plan. It's conservative. It's unimaginative. Everything I've been saying, again, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse doing this show. This, is, this just feels like this show, just copy and paste post-UNC, post-Missouri, post-Tennessee shows. This is that show all over again. We're just having the same conversation. We're having the same exact conversation. So I don't think it's as simple as just firing Brian McClendon. I think it starts at the top in a mindset, a mentality, and a culture. And that's what you got. So, But I, I think there will certainly be an OC change. I guess we're going to find out, but I'm here to tell you, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's going to change anything. I don't think you're really fixing the problem when you do that. Um, last question here. John Reeder uh, sends a message. What are the chances we move on from Muschamp at the end of the season? I really don't see it happening. I think they will try and find a new OC first. Just curious of your opinion, John. I really do appreciate it. Um, no, there, there's going to have to be a change. I mean, they're going to change OCs, no question. They just the hand is forced at this point. You go four and eight, somebody's got to get fired. I mean, that's just that's the bottom line. You know what I mean? You you can't you you can't justify a four and eight season anyway and say we're bringing back the same guys. We're just going to do the same thing over again. Hope for better results. So that ain't going to happen. So appreciate the voicemails. Appreciate the questions, guys. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. As you as you can hear, there's no guest on today's show. Had some scheduling conflicts, scheduling issues. So. Um, but either way, appreciate you guys tuning in again, you know, I'm as lost and as confused and as heartbroken and as embarrassed as, you know, flustered or whatever as you guys are. So I, I, uh, you know, we could start calling this Monday therapy or something. Cause like I said, this feels like therapy to me being able to kind of vent and talk about it. But with this show, I, I just, it's beyond words, beyond words. So. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon on Tuesday. Uh, until next time, go Cox and fire Muskie.